0: Hi, I'm Ira Joy, and welcome to Dear Future Boss, a podcast about the things I've learned being young, creative, and unemployed. Hi, everybody. I hope you are all doing well, keeping safe, and staying indoors. It is a very challenging and, as is often said, unprecedented time that we're living in. And I myself have found it very challenging to keep up my regular routine with everything that's going on at the moment. And whilst we've been busy planning for season two, we felt it important to do a few episodes in between, especially during this time of self isolation and quarantine. We want to be there for all of you out there to know that your struggles, your challenges are things that you have the power to work through. And so welcome to our at home series where we discuss the current issues that we're facing at the moment and we get into the heads of young creatives so that you can hear from your own peers You can hear from people who understand everything you're going through right now and perhaps have some words of encouragement to share with you. I am excited to present our first guest for the At Home series none other than my own sister, Ezra May, who is also the producer of Dear Future Boss. Um, She's passionate about video production, editing, music, all sorts of entertainment. And I'm excited for you all to get to know more about her and how she's feeling in this current climate. So welcome, Ezra May.
1: Hi, Ira. Thank you for having me.
0: It's a pleasure to be sitting down with you today. I'm looking forward to really understanding how you're going through everything and what advice you might have for your fellow creatives out there. So tell me a little bit about how you are and how you're feeling given the pandemic that we're facing in the world.
1: Well, I think like the rest of us, I'm going slightly insane, but I think I'm getting used to it. I mean, it wasn't too different from how my life was before. It's just more the mental exhaustion that comes with reading all the news and getting all the updates and Uh, being overwhelmed by too much information. So I just need to um, try to relax a lot more. And yeah, I think I'm getting better as each day passes. And so actually maybe let our audience know what was life like for you pre-COVID-19?
0: Maybe, you know, set the scene for us in terms of um, what work was like, what your creative projects were like before all of this kind of escalated.
1: Okay, so I was working at a library three days a week and basically on the floor. So I shelve books and I organize things and kind of run around um, helping people on the floor. And I also work at a film distribution company, uh, just mainly doing administrative tasks such as answering phone calls, sending emails. So kind of basic things but um yes I was doing that a couple times a week as well so it was just a combination of the two
0: and of course you you've also been producing this podcast for me and yes. um, but that itself hasn't really changed because you do that work from home but I'd like to know how has your job at the library and job at the film distribution company been affected by the lockdown and the um the recent changes in the our daily structures
1: They've both been affected in different ways, but they've got different responses to it because the library is a very large organisation and my uh, other job is a small business. So basically what's happened with that is that um, the council that – Uh, is backed up by the library they've got a lot of contingency plans in place so there's a lot of support and um, I was able to take some leave for the next month whereas my other job we're a very small team and so we basically don't really have work for the next couple months and we're looking into options Um, and especially being a film distribution place all of our partners are cinemas which are all closed so basically everyone's in the same boat we're just trying to figure out what we can do and for the past couple weeks I have been working from home so I am helping them out but the nature of the work itself is kind of uh, pointless because you know I was organizing uh, film screenings and booking places, which you can't really do anymore, so it's just interesting and i'm trying not to see it as you know I lost one of my jobs because everybody in my team is in the same boat yeah, and it's interesting that you you're getting to experience kind of how it's affecting
0: two different industries, mm-hmm. you know because there is that. Um, reality that the arts sector is being heavily impacted by this because it is events based. It is regarded as a non-essential when it comes to life and how day to day operates. So that's fascinating that you're you're seeing it through the lens of two different industries. And I suppose you're feeling some sense of security with your library job, yep. as you mentioned you were able to avail of some leave and yeah. Yep. Um but. Let's talk more about how it's impacted your film distribution uh, job. I think that's something that we've got to consider long term in terms of the arts industry as a whole. We are in lockdown and no one can go out to see uh, a film. How do you think that small business that you work for will be able to bounce back from this?
1: Everyone at that particular job is in a kind of... uh... Paused space right now so nobody nobody can really do work and, and I think the work that I was doing was mostly just helping everyone else I was kind of an assistant so I don't think that I have sort of a tangible future there but it's completely understandable because you know I wasn't the marketing director or, or like the CEO or anything so I just think that um, in order for them to bounce back they would have to obviously let go of the things that aren't as important and i definitely feel like i'm in that bracket. It's actually quite refreshing to to hear you say that with
0: such maturity and pragmatism. I think your approach to understanding what it's like for small business that's it's really encouraging to hear that from from a young person because i know how frightening it can be to, you know, be on the verge of Of losing your job and knowing that that might come so for you to have that awareness is yeah that actually blows me away a little but does that mean then you are putting measures in place to kind of set yourself up knowing that you still have your library council job which is some sort of security but what does that mean for you in terms of moving forward with your career and and sort of your job search approach?
1: Well, I'm not particularly upset by it because I guess, you know, I'd been there for five years and I was thinking, what am I going to do after this? It doesn't seem like I can move up anywhere. And I want to find, I mean, the main thing for me was location wise. It was really far and I wanted to find a similar job just closer to where I live. But now that it's probably a non-starter, I'm seeing it kind of as a push to just start doing my own thing. I mean, I started a YouTube channel. So I just kept thinking, oh, you know, once I finish this work that I'm doing at this job I can go home and like plan my thing but now I actually have nothing else to do besides work on that so it's just about getting into that mind frame of positivity rather than feeling sad about you know this job that was helping out with some bills and things but it's not working out anymore. I really like what you said
0: about now using this as an opportunity to move forward on your own projects and your own creative ideas because I think that's the thing I feel is um, what we all need to lean into more because, yes, there are those realities and not everyone has the luxury of um, having a, that second job. You know, we've got a lot of young people that will have to uh, rely on welfare. For those who, who do have, you know, the ability to lean into their creativity, what's some advice you can give in terms of how how to use this time not having any certainty or structure What has helped you navigate this time uh, being at home more?
1: Something that's helped me, I think, is being patient with myself. And that's really hard to do because you really have to be by yourself for at least 10 minutes and just think about all the things that are going well. I like to make a list of things that are working out for me right now. And even if it's just the smallest thing, like my internet is working, or I'm able to have a coffee this morning really try to focus in on those rather than all those things that I can't control such as you know the influx of news that we're getting or you know um, statistics and that that are become overwhelming I try to just say okay the whole world is facing this pandemic so I have to just focus on what I can control
0: yeah and again like that's that's just a really um, mature sort of response to it and I think Having that perspective is so important because as you mentioned everyone at uh, that small business you work for is in the same boat. However, their challenges are are different and sometimes greater than yours because they are, you know, people with families and children. They have their own responsibilities and you I think that's one advantage as young people, most of us wouldn't have those responsibilities of being a parent and having mouths to feed. So in a way seeing it through that perspective can make us feel as if there is some good, that that we, we have the freedom. And as you said, finding the good things in your life and focusing on them is probably a great place to start
1: and it also feels kind of like that's the only thing I can do right now because you've also got these people that are starting you know benefits and fundraisers and things and I feel like I can't even contribute to those because I'm not earning enough even to just donate twenty dollars or something so what I'm trying to do is figure out how best I can help Um, and that is I guess my family and my immediate situations rather than thinking, oh my gosh, how can I save the world right now? So I feel like just recognizing my limits is what I've been trying to do every day since lockdown.
0: That's absolutely right. Like I think a lot of the time, you know, our generation, so millennials and Generation said we are very socially conscious and we do want to make a difference in the world and we want to contribute positively. But I think the downside of that sometimes is that we pressure ourselves unnecessarily to do more than we have the ability to do and as you said the simple things of taking responsibility for your life contributing in the ways you can so managing your own time helping the people in your close circle that's often the best thing and I think you know the biggest message in the past week has been to stay indoors stay at home that's the best way we can help and protect others people in our community and help slow this pandemic so Acknowledging that just by doing that, mm-hmm. that we are contributing, as you said, it doesn't have to be us starting these big fundraisers or big events. Do what you can, and if you feel that you're compelled to do it, by all means. But we don't need to pressure ourselves unnecessarily because I think that can take a toll on our mental health.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, I agree. I overthink a lot of things, and you know the mind is very powerful. So I feel that. Yes, the more I think about all of these ways that I can help, the more I just overwhelm myself. So I graduated
0: uni at the time of the global financial crisis. So this is circa 2008. So I feel like whilst it's, it's a different scenario we're facing, it is similar for me because of the lack of job opportunities and the uncertainty of the workforce so yeah it's, it's reminiscent of that time I remember you know having graduated from media being an already competitive industry most of those jobs were even culled even further so looking for jobs in that sector was all the more challenging for me at that time so I do recognize what it's like for students and grads at this point because we've got industries and people of different sectors losing their full-time jobs so what it means for youth unemployment seems like it's even more uh, uncertain and a little scary so if you drill it down further how it impacts creative sectors and the arts it is kind of like where to from here you know what I mean when you see a lot of performers losing gigs because there's no events that are able to be held anymore it kind of makes you think as a creative sort of where where can I go are you feeling that with um your circle of friends and, and, your, and your network?
1: Yes my network is definitely feeling more kind of mentally drained as every day goes by but to be honest our lives haven't really changed that much it's just more this uh, unsettling feeling of the world not being right at the moment mm. even though my lifestyle isn't kind of impacted and I guess it's because I didn't really have a full-time job so mm. I I can't relate to anyone who's kind of had a very stable work I guess my my freelancing and my part-time work it's just always been up in the air so I guess if I lost all of my work right now I'd kind of just laugh about it I'd be <laughs> like okay well you know what can I do now there's <laughs> nothing I can do and I don't think it, it's strange though because I don't think I'm necessarily inspired to look for work at the same time Mm. But then again, that is kind of the privilege of being at home at the moment. Um, So yeah, I'm just day by day trying to have gratitude. But what you touched on there
0: about being sort of used to not having certainty, I think that is really where we as a generation can really feel empowered because we are used to not knowing what the future is like not having security in a job or a full-time income or you know responsibilities like that we're used to kind of Um, doing little gigs you know and the gig economy itself has you know become more common but I mean especially for young people if you just graduated or if you're just you're a student you will know that every day can be different because you don't know what work is coming in or what projects you want to work on next so I think that's a really positive thing because that means that we are equipped for this strange time that everyone is going through. There are always good things that come out of it. I think there are lessons that we can learn and the quest for kindness and the drive for for kindness has really been more prevalent. So I'd like to know
1: what are some of the good things you've seen come out of all of this? we've just been reaching out a lot more. I mean, I wasn't a huge FaceTime person, but now everyone's doing it and I have no excuse because I have nowhere to be. So um, I have gotten uh, the occasional message from some random person or I've been doing it myself where I just reach out to someone that I haven't talked to in a couple of weeks and just like, hey, how are you going? And they're like, yep, same thing. So it's kind of brought everyone to the same space where – I don't know. It's it's more like forced socializing, but in a good way, like I think people are just more open. It's like, well, we're all facing this horrible global thing. How are you? I mean, it's, it's almost kind of nice to just be able to talk to people and um, for someone who doesn't really like going out much for not having to actually go out and see people. Cause I think that was the main thing. Like my friends and I were always like, let's catch up, let's catch up. And now we literally can't and we're closer than ever. Um, mm. So that's a really weird side effect of this whole thing. I think the good thing about um, social media is that people do laugh about things and we share funny funny stories and posts and I guess art is kind of born from this as well. And so I hope that I'm also a part of that. I like what you said about
0: art being born from all of this. It's, it's interesting how suddenly creative people are, you know, like that being homebound has brought out this creative spirit in a lot of people. It's like, okay, what can I do now? And I I don't have a TikTok myself, but I I am seeing this kind of stuff go viral. Like suddenly people are into dancing and making funny videos. It's just amazing.
1: I think because we've all been affected um, despite our status, despite where we're from, we've all sort of been forced to stay home. Anyone, even those who don't identify as creatives, have had to find ways to be creative, even if it's just decorating their house or cooking like whatever food they have left in their cupboard and being creative with that. That's a powerful thing about
0: art, that there is no limit. It's not bound by... You know having to go to an event or having to be on stage I think I've seen a lot of um, artists really going hard on the live stream thing lately I don't know about you
1: (laughs) definitely way too much live streaming happening right now (laughs) but we are weirdly getting closer than ever because of the fact that all we can do is just hover on our phones and show our faces and say hey we exist which is kind of and the creative struggle you know wanting to be heard wanting to be seen and now everybody has all this time in the world to just put their faces online
0: it's interesting to see how media and digital technology has really allowed content to be more flexible talk shows are still going on yes by you know but now broadcasting through youtube interviews are still taking place but just via zoom conferencing it's 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 strange we're in a world that affords this when back in the day it was just those big television broadcasters.
1: In a strange way, nothing's actually changed. It's just the nature of how things are produced that has changed. We're still talking to each other. We're still socializing. We're still catching up in a sense. It's just not in person, which is just amazing. I mean, that's the power of technology.
0: And I think technology and social media, that's its a massive thing to be grateful for in the times that we're living. Like, I don't know how we would cope with self-isolation, you know, 40, 50 years ago. So right. we've got so much to entertain us. So I want to know what are some of the things you've seen online that has made you laugh or inspired you and perhaps you would have never seen if it weren't for us being forced to be at home.
1: Well anyone who knows me knows that I'm extremely passionate about uh, the entertainment world and Hollywood and celebrity and I think just the uh, mere fact that we get to see all these celebrities at home in their pyjamas is just making me laugh right now because it's like (laughs) literally a mirror reflection of how I look right now. Um, Something that's made me laugh uh, is definitely Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, at home with his pets and they're not the typical house pets that you would expect they are miniature horses and also <laughs> steve martin uh playing the banjo he is super talented but he's just so relaxing like i recommend that video if you haven't seen it <laughs>
0: Thank you so much, Ezra, for oh, thank you taking time to chat with me. Um, it's been really insightful to kind of hear things from your perspective and how it's changed sort of your your work, your work life, and your day to day structure. But also to hear, you know, the good things that have come out of this um, strange time we're all facing, and the good things that are still there if we kind of seek them out. So, just as we wrap up, I'd love you to share with our listeners. Uh, The things that have been helping you get through this time and, you know, any words of encouragement that you'd like to pass on to them?
1: The main thing that I've been doing to get myself through this is to really not take everything so seriously. I mean, it's definitely a serious matter and, you know, we have to have precaution. But at the same time, if you're able to listen to this or you're at home and you have some kind of support network you need to really find gratitude for having at least that because I feel like if you're in a really dire situation you will call someone and you would ask for help but if you're in this space where you can kind of relax and be with your own thoughts because you know you've got a roof over your head then really just stay in that moment and focus on the things that you're grateful for and the things that you can control and for the not taking life seriously part what I'm basically saying by that is stop overthinking I think we can really run ourselves into the ground by clouding our brain with thoughts and filling ourselves with too much negative noise. It really has a big impact on your day. Like You can really waste an entire day thinking about what can go wrong um, rather than just embracing the couple hours you have to just stare outside your window and and zone out and um, be really present. I think there's a lot of I mean, if you talk to actors, (laughs) I'm sure actors will agree that staying present is one of the best things you can do as an actor because it means you're really living minute to minute rather than um, thinking too far ahead. So, yes, I think staying present is a huge thing for me right now. Um, So staying present, staying positive and just and
0: staying at home
1: <laughs> yes hashtag stay at home everyone this has been such a great chat thanks again ezra may Thank for you being for having here me again <laughs>
0: I hope that you've enjoyed listening to this. I, uh, we plan to make a few more episodes whilst we are all indoors. Um, and if you'd like to be a part of it, please head over to our Join the Crew page. We'll put the links in the description. But we'd love to continue growing our creative community and hearing the perspectives of young people. We want you to have the opportunity to share your voice and share your stories. Thanks so much for listening and until next time, stay in and make something great.